0: It's Tim Albright with AV Nation with an AV Nation special uh, celebrating International Women's Day the entire month of March. Why? Because I can. Uh, and, I, and there's too many really awesome women in the AV industry for me to dedicate to just one day. And with me is one of my dearest friends. Uh, I did not say oldest because she is not old, uh, but I've known her for a long time. Uh, Dawn Mead, AV Dawn. Uh, again, can't say where you work, but welcome, ma'am.
1: Thank you so much for having me, and and thank you so much for the sweet words. You're one of my dear friends too in the industry. So
0: absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's talk for a second. Um, you are one of the you were a part of the inaugural 40 under 40s. Uh, our friends over at Commercial Integrator. Uh, you've done a number of things in the industry. You've been an a, a VIXA instructor, the Infocom instructor before it was a VIXA. Um, you've helped. You've worked for large companies and small companies. Let's go back to the beginning and, and how did Don Mead get involved and get roped into this incredible industry we call AV?
1: Well, I, I'm gonna go way back because it's, it's kind of a funny story. Um, I actually came into the industry not too long after college. And uh, for those of you that are wondering, what kind of major can I use to become an AV professional? I was a double major for undergrad, English and dance. And the so... dance thing
0: still is awesome. <laughs>
1: So yeah, I had completely, uh, as my late father said, completely useless degrees that he paid way too much money for. Um, But being the nerd that I am, I also took some on-campus work uh, for the physics department, but more importantly for the computer science department. And I worked in the computer labs helping students that weren't super familiar with how how the computers worked in the late 90s when it was still becoming more of a thing and helping them with printing papers and and formatting, you know, essays and things like that um, from the technical front. So that's kind of where I learned to merge my communication skills with technical skills. God loved them, most of the guys, and it was mostly guys that worked for the computer science department and, and were computer science majors. They were brilliant at technology, but some of them were not that great at talking to people, not just women, but people in general. (laughs) So I was kind of even right from the start translating from tech to normal people for the normal people, um, which is a theme you'll see recurring. After college, I went sort of into marketing and advertising, um, moved from Pittsburgh, my home area, to Maryland for a guy I know (laughs) I know I failed the Bechtel test. Um, I I moved down here for a guy, my my boyfriend at the time, now my ex-husband, who is also in the industry. And uh, I got a job at an ad agency. And I was working on advertising campaigns and also hand coding HTML websites back before drag and drop and easy websites were a thing and every five-year-old could build one, you had to have people that knew how to write HTML. And my lovely geeky friends in college showed me how to do that. So uh, I started there. Um, Within about a year, the commute to the ad agency and just the atmosphere of the ad agency was not good. It was pretty toxic. And my now ex said, hey, I'll support you for, for a few months to find a different gig. You know, we'll, we'll take care of you on that front. Just find something you're good at and enjoy. In the meantime, this AV integrator I work for wants a website because websites are the new thing now. So can you maybe come in and build them a website freelance? So sure, you know, I'll do a little freelance gig, write a website, get it up and running. And I went to the company, I, th- I believe they're out of business now, but it was called Advanced Video Systems here in Maryland and uh, went there. Built them their very first website from scratch, uh, HTML, and registering with GoDaddy and all the whole rigmarole. And um, they said, "This is great. You know, we could use probably maybe some office help if you're looking for work until you find something in your field." I said, "Sure." And the day I started as just office help and doing their website on a more permanent basis, their AV salesman didn't show up. They had a big proposal he had gotten a big bonus the week uh, the friday before and apparently went on a bender and was never seen or heard from again uh so they said oh crap we need someone to help us with sales and you did kind of marketing stuff how's about it and so that's how i became an av professional and uh it, it was cool because being a tech geek i love technology and i looked around and said oh my god i can get paid to play with big kid toys this is awesome didn't know it was a career possibility, but I'm down for it. And then immediately followed that thought with, oh crap, now I gotta learn all this technology. So, you know, found Infocom, started taking classes, and the rest is history.
0: Well, and, and talk about you know, the, the transition and, and the translation, because you mentioned the fact of, of taking, you know, geek speak and, and, and converting it into, into normal speak uh, for normal people. Right. That's what you've done almost your entire career. Uh, both from, I and mean, we, 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 we somewhat joke, if, if you watch any AV week um, in the last, good Lord, 10 years, uh, you'll see Dawn, you know, right now, every six weeks at least. Um, she currently works for an, for an end user. However, she still does it, right, for the end user, right? She's an in-house, um, Joe Way will say an in-house integrator, but you're you in-house consultant, and but you're still, con, you know, converting and translating. How do you do that? How do you, Um, take some of that technical speak and, you know, convert that into normal people speak, right? You know, uh, you know, words and and phrases and, and use, you know, how do you communicate what somebody a switcher, right? A 16 by 16 switcher, what the engineer, God love them, is trying to, you know, accomplish and you convert that into language that an executive or a, you know, IT professional can understand.
1: Well, it helps to have a different mindset. You know, if you've, if you've ever seen me on AV Week, you hear me say all the time, nobody cares about your gray boxes, and we love gray boxes in this industry. But the truth of the fact is, if you're not in this industry, you're not excited about a gray box that does something fancy, you know? So you have to start thinking of yourself if you're in sales marketing, if you're in sales engineering, or if you're in training, if you're, if you're a tech. Think of yourself as an interpreter. And the first rule of being an interpreter is you can't interpret a language you don't understand. So number one, go out and learn as much as you can. If you already know the technical stuff, figure out analogies or or metaphors for what you're doing. Um, Way back in the day, I almost broke the training staff at Extron because back then they were trying to explain all their gray boxes. And I said, oh, wait, I get it. The one that breaks out the RGBHV, this is back analog days, yeah. when it breaks out the RGBHV, that's kind of like the wonder bra because it enhances your signal and your, your compressing box, you know, that that's the DA, whatever the model number was at the time, that's your sports bra, it compresses your signal down. And I had this whole analogy explaining the gray boxes using bra metaphor and all the guys in the room were appalled and all the women in the room were like, I get it. So it's a case of, you know, know your customer, whether they're male, female, whether they're high level, C-level executives or receptionists, secretaries, assistants that happen to be the one that the CEO level calls to set up the room, you know, figure out who you're talking to and then figure out what language they talk and then figure out how, you know, use analogies, figure out the story behind it. So nobody cares about your gray boxes, but they want to know that their signal is going to be boosted and enhanced and sent down the way so that they have a better image. And I I see you trying to stop laughing there, but (laughs) it's ridiculous, but it it works. It's
0: fantastic though. I mean, it is you and you're right. Know your audience and know, you know what? And again, every every engineer guy in that room could not have told you the difference between a wonder bra and a sports bra (laughs) until you said that, I guarantee you. Um, oh, and,
1: and there were five or six different bra types that I had for the different types of gray boxes. But until then, the gray box concept—you know—I would get my DAs confused with my, you know, um, tra- you know, transmitters or the ones that changed one signal, analog signal, to another type, and changing it from RGBHV to you know, uh, YC, you know, just all the different conversions and things that we had a gray box for. As someone new to the industry, it confused me. And then when I realized, oh, it's doing this to the signal, which is kind of like, you know, lift this. and separate, <laughs> lift yeah. and separate your signal guys or gals. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, I've f- I found it, it works well for me to just come up with an, a- uh, an analogy or metaphor that speaks to your end user or speaks to the person you're dealing with and find out how to relate that to our industry. And they understand it so much better.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Let's like turn the corner here uh, for a minute here. because one, one of the parts of these interviews that we're doing um, deals with challenges that, that you have faced. And again, you've, you've been in different parts of the industry. Um, you've never officially worked for a manufacturer. Um, you've helped some manufacturers along the way. Um, and you've helped actually, you, you were in, I would say you were instrumental in utility coming to the AV industry. That's just my two cents. But you've helped a number of, of manufacturers along the way. Talk for a second about some of those challenges and, and some of those biases or, or you know, you know, how do you, what, what have you faced and, and then how did you overcome those?
1: Right. Well, I mean, we have to remember, of course, AV and technology, you know, we're the T in STEM and you hear for years, STEM, oh, we got to get more women in STEM. We need to figure out how to increase, you know, STEM as a male dominated profession. And, and how, do we gonna, how are we going to change this? How are we going to influence this? And, and to some extent, that's very true. You know, when I started, there were very few women in our industry over the most of 20 years I've been in the industry, it's changed significantly. There are a lot more women, but I guarantee when there's no COVID and there's 40,000 people in a convention center for infocom or, or ISC or CES or whatever, there's still going to be no lines in the ladies' rooms and there's going to be lines at the men's rooms. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's the reality. There's still so many fewer women than there are men. So I think the first thing that we have to overcome is sort of an inherent bias. You know, science and technology, that's boy stuff. Let's buy our boys video games. Let's buy our girls Barbie dolls. You yeah. know, that sort of thinking hinders the the, the approach or the, under, the welcoming of women. Um, I will say this, and I've said this right from the start in this industry, of the STEM fields, and I have a lot of female friends who are computer scientists, who are lab coat scientists with the goggles working in chemistry and and, and, um, neurology and things like that. Um, Any of the mathematics even, I have some math friends. All of them face the same problems, very male dominated industries. But I will say that of the different STEM fields that I've had experience with or known people with experience with, AV is the most welcoming to women. I've found that within the industry on the whole, yeah, of course, there's always going to be, you know, a caveman or, a, you know, a old, old style, like, oh, this is a guy's work. But on the whole, most men have been incredibly welcoming of women. Most of my mentors in the industry have, of course, been male until I started meeting some of the more influential women, you know, Corey, Corey Schaefer and, and Jan Sandry and, and, you know, so many more. But up until that point, it was, it was dudes. <laughs> it was, you know, to, to, to quote our friend over at, over at Obixo, before she got in trouble with her box, you know, AV is a sausage fest sometimes. Yeah. And, um, you know, to be a woman, you have to first accept that, have a little bit of a thick skin. know you're going to run into those at this point, Neanderthals who don't think women can understand technology. But the biggest thing is you have to learn because if you go into a room ill-prepared or without the technical knowledge, You're just going to prove their point. And it's a case of you have to learn twice as much and have a series of letters behind your name or a series of experiences on your CV or your resume to prove you deserve to be in the room. Once people get to know you, they get to know your reputation. You're welcomed, you know, but it's just that, that shortcut, that shorthand that a guy walks in, in an AV shirt, you know, with a, with a company logo, for the most part, they assume he knows what he's talking about a woman walks in, she better have a, C- a CTS or, or, you know, uh, whatever the Crestron or Xtron or, 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 whoever, you know, certified advanced certifications are, yeah. she better be able to talk technically and she better have some history with the company or else you become, and this is not directed to anyone that is involved with aviation or has been, but you become a bless her heart, Kelly, because <laughs> when I was, it, it's, this is not Kelly Perkins. I love you. This is not about you. Yeah. Um, when I first started in the industry and was taking all the classes frantically, there was a lovely girl who worked for a company on the periphery of AV. It was AV, but it kind of wasn't, you know, uh, one of our like furniture or whiteboard or something, you know, not, not the gray box companies. And she was a salesperson and she knew nothing, bless her heart, about the technology to the point that anytime we had a meeting with her, the entire company referred to her as bless her heart, Kelly. And... It's become a stand-in phrase, you know, for that sort of, and, and you can have guys that are bless her heart Kellys, but people assume they know what they're talking about.
0: Until they open their mouth.
1: Until they open their <laughs> mouths and prove they're a bless her heart Kelly. Exactly. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. The key is education. Um, the men are welcoming in this industry, but you need to know what you're talking about. And that's the biggest challenge to overcome is getting that reputation, getting that credential, that knowledge so that. They say, "Oh, she doesn't just get a seat on the table because she's a woman. She gets a seat at the table because she knows what she's talking about and happens to be a woman."
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let, let's kind of wrap up here and and um, look back at the industry when you're ready to retire, and you are not um, anywhere, <laughs> shape or form, close to it. Um, but when you when you're ready to 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 say, "Okay, I'm 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 going and." Um, this is this is you know I'm I'm retiring. When you look back on your career, when you look back on the industry, what do you want to see have changed?
1: Obviously, you know this is International Women's Week, International Women's Month. So, uh, you know, at the risk of paraphrasing a great man we celebrated last month, uh, you know, I, I want us to not see gender. I want us to not see color. I want to live in a world where anyone and everyone that has the passion and has the education can be a working av pro and have that respect just as an assumption you know the day that you don't have to say a female av professional it's just an av professional that that's the important thing you know similar to what's going on in the world we don't want a female vice president we want a vice president she happens to be female you know it's that kind of shift in mindset that i hope is there um and of course, the tech geek in me hopes to see all the cool whiz bang stuff like we have seen oh. growing up on television and movies and the Jetsons. A lot of that's come true, but there's also an affordable OLED.
0: There. You want a fo- you want an affordable OLED by the time. I you're want
1: talking. an affordable, I want my wall to be an affordable OLED held up with like you know command strips because it's so light and easy. But, but that's been a you know multi-decade at this point. So, Dawn and I goal. share a love of
0: OLED <laughs> or an obsession. I'm not sure which it is right now. So
1: yeah, I'd lean more towards obsession, but yeah,
0: I agree with that. <laughs> All right. Dawn Mead. Thank you so much, ma'am. Um, and thank you for, for hanging out with me for this many years. Um, how do people connect with you?
1: Well, you can always find me on Twitter, um, Instagram, Snapchat, all those social things at AV Dawn. You can find me on LinkedIn and the more official things, Dawn Mead with an E on the end, just like the general. And, um, you can't find me at work because if I told you where I work, I'd have to shoot you, but you can always, always find me here on TV as a guest on Tim's fabulous AV week show periodically and hosting AV social yeah. and talking about not talking about gray boxes and how to sell them <laughs> without that. No no, gray boxes. no, no bra analogies. I promise we've outgrown that. No pun intended. I don't believe
0: you. <laughs> Eventually one of these times you're going to do it and you're going to make Mitchell blush.
1: So, I, a, I've been trying to make you blush for years now. So, you know, you do it
0: like what you just think, and I blush. So, anyhow, <laughs> all right. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, for us, she, she's right. Avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. You will find Dawn's program, AV Social, on that website, as well as our two weeklies uh, AV Week uh, looks at the commercial side of the industry, and Resi Week looks at the residential side. All that and more at avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv.